That's what United are. They're a trust fund. They're also a content provider. Yeah, a sitcom and football club is not really one of them anymore. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Somebody's critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. There you go. Yeah, we're uh, just doing it on the contenders for next year. So is this like a 2022 power rankings or is it actually like a little bit of a 2023 power rankings? I think it's probably more the, the latter than the former. And I've just put together like the 12 contenders on this. So uh, Ooh, who didn't make the list? Meath and Cork. Right, fair enough. Maybe Meath will be a contender. Well, Colin O'Rourke is uh, already like, who is this fella? Who is he? Yeah, good question. Nobody will be able to tell him the answer to that. And uh, Cork as well, obviously, famously, who have liked to talk up in the past. Maybe just don't, they don't make the top 12. Like, I mean, it's not not exactly, again, a very, very hot take. Very lukewarm stuff so far in the GEA for this morning. Um, the power rankings, number 12, Ross Common. Number 11, Arclair. Number 10, Arkildare. Number nine, Monaghan. Number eight. Does it change depending on who the manager is? I've fa- factored into, yeah, it, it could change if they get a very, very good manager. Like if Jim Gavin comes out of uh, retirement and like a zombie version of Jim Gavin's in charge of uh, of uh, Monaghan, then straight to the top of the power rankings. What but if Jim went in as number two to jail? That would be interesting. Wouldn't it? Uh, like, uh, that, is that, if he ever comes back into football, that could be the role that he would... He's done everything right, and there'd be less pressure, less amount of time, none of the logistics. You're just showing up and imparting some wisdom. Could uh, Jim Gavin do the Pat Gilroy thing of going in with the hurlers? Just let everybody else do the hurling coaching, and he's the the mastermind behind it all. Maybe that was that's that's the, what you'd be doing if you were the Dublin County Board, wouldn't you? Or yeah, or like I mean, we were talking with Davey earlier. Like I know he he'd been loosely linked with with Dublin. I don't think there was any uh, much substance to it, but that could have been a good shout either. The Dublin Hurlers, basically, that's the, the next attractive gig. Um, where were we? Donegal are in at number eight. Does that depend on who they get? It does. Like, Donegal is an interesting one where they've had so much disappointment over the last 10 years, really. And I wonder, does this year sting as much as any of the others? Like, so 2020 obviously was bad when they lost out to Cavan in COVID, but I still think no matter what would have happened, I think they get beaten by Dublin anyway. Yeah, but they put up a good game this year, though. And that was their that was like that was a Dublin team as we now know that was on the wane. That was like it still beats Donegal. It still beats Donegal. I I think they do. I think they do beat Donegal, but they get a much better game than they did against Cavan. My point is that this year, Donegal they get the extra time against Derry. They don't have a lot of people said they didn't have like the balls to go for it later on. Like I mean, they had the ball in, in they had the ball in their hands and three didn't minutes. get one last shot off. Yeah, um, in normal time, wasn't it? Which so was the criticism last year of Derry. Of Derry, yeah. So they should basically. I think Donegal people will think that they had every opportunity to win that game, and everybody was fit. Everybody was fit. That was the big thing. Have we ever seen McBrady and Murphy playing together, and McHugh and all these players? And this year that we did, we saw what they were what they were capable of, and then. And their path to Sam was Claire Galway Kerry. 
which I think is actually an easier path than what 2020 would have been beat the dubs I don't think they do so I think this year could have actually been the one that stung the most for Donegal and I don't think there is a team in football at the moment that has such a chasm between its floor and its ceiling and unfortunately they've been closer to their floor than their ceiling too often so this is a team at number 8 in these rankings who could be looking up at Kerry and thinking we're not that far we could we could knock them off their perch if we got them in a knockout game next year and I like it maybe seems ridiculous to say that in, in the context of this year but that's that's the talent that they have what did you think of um Paddy Talley's point about this is I don't know if you've all heard the football pod but Paddy Talley brilliant interview with uh, Tommy James and Paddy on the um, football pod this week about his own career and also just kind of really looking forward to next year where everybody is on the same rota of games once they get through the provincial championships Mm. that uh, at that point there's no advantage and there's no disadvantage he thinks it's actually better for Kerry to have more regular games Yeah, I also would be concerned about it's like oh wait till we see but actually they're they're going to benefit from the games because they need those games um, and no more undercooked also as well Kerry that's where the Munster champion being in the Munster championship will really benefit them because they'll get their one seat they'll be more they'll be more likely to get their one seat than Donegal will for example or somebody in Connacht Kerry and Dublin will probably be number one seeds but then on top of that they get the same games in the All-Ireland series as the Ulster and Connacht team so it's a win-win for Kerry and Dublin I think uh, next year that new system Donegal they got uh, pipped at the at the post really by Mayo at the end in 2019 so it's hard to know how that will benefit them and Mayo could be a team that, that will enjoy that and they're in at number 7 in these power rankings I think Mayo could do well in that new system next year uh, I've put Tyrone in at number 6 so I think this is probably where these are not 2022 power rankings because I don't think Tyrone could possibly claim to be a top 6 team on the evidence of this year's championship but I don't think you can possibly claim that it can be that bad again next year now the thing is is the reason that they were so bad the people that walked away from the panel and there's no reason to suggest that many of them are going to come back next year or is the reason they were so bad is because they went on holidays late and it's, it's hard to do back-to-back All-Irelands. I think it's, it's a bit of both but I think the second factor is a factor. I also, yeah, I think it's more likely the uh, hangover than definitely the, the strength and depth wasn't there this year that they had in previous years but I suspect that Tyrone club football is good enough that they'll be able to find a bunch of young players who will come in absolutely mad keen to influence it. Now, whether or not the team who won the All-Ireland still has the same desire, that's the question that they have to answer over the course of the winter to do the hard training and to show up and be like as emotionally invested in winning an All-Ireland now that they've done it. If they can get that back, then I actually think... I, a lot of people come out of that game going, they're a shit team, aren't they? They, they don't really deserve to win the All-Ireland. I, I disagreed. Like, yeah. They beat a carry team who I think are a really good carry team. Mm-hmm in the semi-final and they just handled their business I, I agree with that actually I think Tyrone like I, I was not saying that afterwards I thought Tyrone were a very very good team and really well coached beautiful footballers really smart on the ball heads up athletic incredible bench that was the I mean that was definitely something that um, was noticeable so I'm not writing Tyrone off at all the question for them next year is does Rory Canavan start and does he come straight into proceedings as a superstar forward in the way that some former under-20s have done pretty much straight away? He looks like he might be able to. Like He looks like maybe he's maybe naturally just a, a little bit uh, bigger than Dara. Not as tall, but just maybe maybe early in his career able to hold off a shoulder maybe a bit more. I don't know. I've only kind of like seen him play for his county uh, at underage level this year. Which was pretty good. It was it was absolutely sensational. So like, if he comes in and he is ready, like that's a caveat. If he is ready uh, next year to to be a starter in that team, then I think that that transforms our season. And we can speculate about what managers might come in, but we know that this guy will come through for Toronto next year. Yeah, and like, 
obviously it's the, the under 20 age group if it was an under 21 group you'd be more certain definitely but even just to get more of those players through but all of a sudden those players are now going to training and he was there this year at the very end so like he's got he's got a sample of it but his teammates as well yeah. have bulking up the numbers and uh, that's where their strength and depth is going to come from they might not all be ready for it but they might be ready for 15 minutes yeah and they're yeah. certainly ready for training and we've seen what like the impact substitutions did for Jerome in winning that All-Ireland last year as well I've kept Derry ahead of them at number 5 obviously they hammered them this year I'm not sure if that's going to be relevant going into next year but I'm not sure if I'd subscribe to the theory that this is going to be like a one and done year for Derry I'm not sure they're going to win back-to-back Ulsters but I, th- I still think it doesn't matter. I think that uh, everything they'll have taken from this year will have been huge. And it still feels that they were ahead of schedule this year as well. I, actually, I think I've actually just told him one of Paddy Andrews' lines. I think he said that multiple times in the football pod that they, winning an Ulster was probably ahead of schedule for them this year. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that I think that we would have thought much higher of them if they'd had backdoor for the last two years. They would have had more games to show us exactly what they were and they'd be further along in terms of their attacking structure. I, I think that like in Rory Gallagher's heads, when he sat down the first day he got the job he was like I'm going to win Ulster within three years and then they've done it mm-hmm. like I think that they think they're on schedule and I actually but I think that they um, were hamstrung by the lack of games uh, over, the, over the COVID period and actually I again also think that there's development to come from them you know I hate comparing them with Donegal but it's such an obvious thing like the speed at which they got there Donegal got there a bit quicker Donegal had better forwards at the time but we'll see I, I again would be very confident I actually think they should be ahead of Armagh yeah so Armagh are in fourth and like Armagh and how close they came to Galway I guess is probably informing this a good bit but also the thing about Derry and maybe the ahead of schedule take is probably based on the fact that they're going to be playing Division 2 football again next year whereas Armagh are a bona fide Division 1 team at this point and uh, they've established themselves up there and they're um, them getting close to an All-Ireland semi-final this year made sense with everything we saw in the spring whereas it felt like Derry not sure that they overachieved but it definitely kind of was a bit more of a surprise so I would be backing Armagh maybe to just go that bit further than Derry next year but I wouldn't be surprised if, if I was completely wrong on that and Armagh will feel they could have got to an All-Ireland semi-final and like on on their side of things they probably might have felt they could have beaten Derry then um, like the thing is Galway Derry there was only four points between them at the end like uh, I kind of have it in my head that it was this complete blowout and it, it maybe felt like that at times but um, was it was a four in the end maybe maybe it was five but it wasn't anything major and I think that it's it's not terminal when you look at the gap between those teams next year which brings us on to team number three which is Galway the Dubs are in at number two and then Kerry in at number one um, I'm not sure I'm not sure what you think but like are would most people have Galway's number two just because they were there in the All-Ireland or uh, do we think Dublin actually would have their number? I don't know. I think so much depends on who is playing for Dublin and who is managing Dublin. I, I think I'd be very surprised if Paul Joyce walked away, right? It hasn't yeah. been confirmed. I haven't seen it confirmed that he's staying but I think I'd be really, really shocked if that was to happen. But you wouldn't be shocked if Desi was to walk away at this stage and you wouldn't be shocked if he came back either. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be. And like, I guess maybe it's, it kind of feels like he's been there longer than Joyce, even though he hasn't. And like, maybe the fact that he's got over the line in All Ireland. And I don't know, like, there's so much talk around Dublin next year as well, but regards to some of the players that, that could come back into the side. So, um, who like, uh, you talk Mannion? Mannion. I don't think Mannion's coming back. You don't he's, think he's coming back? Well, he's never made the sounds of like he wants to go back. He's, he's, he's made the sounds of a man who's enjoying his post intercounty career life. Yeah. Okay, fair. 
But Conor Callaghan will, let's hope, be back. I hope so, but Con's fitness is never guaranteed. Like it, it, because he's it, such a highly tuned athlete, you get injuries, you know? Well, le- let me just put it this way then. Dublin but being at number two is based on the fact that Dublin's forward line will be better next year than the one that played against Kerry. And if it's not, if it's the same forward line that played against Kerry, you might make a case that Galway could be ahead of them. Like, that's how pivotal those positions are for them. Like, I don't think... Dublin's, def- I think Dublin's defence was actually outstanding at times in that All-Ireland semi-final like James McCarthy with one of his best games and obviously there were some brilliant man-marking jobs on that full back line so it's, it's just that scoring forward from open play that Dublin need to, to nail down next year and unfortunately when you've got a generational talent who's been on the sidelines for so long their entire possibility of success is going to distill down to Conor Callaghan again next year it's going to be deja vu Alright that is the final episode of the Power Rankings I absolutely adore them lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.